to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the rainbow. It had been showering all afternoon, and I was upstairs working in my study, which overlooked the clearing. Suddenly the sun came out, and there in the clearing was a rainbow arcing through the trees and touching down on the ground right in the ceremonial circle. It was quite a moment seeing the rainbow bless our sacred space. I'm always pleased to see a rainbow, and even learning the scientific explanation of how rainbows are formed has not ruined my fascination with them. It still seems magical that concentric arcs of colored light are merely the product of sunlight and water drops in the air. A rainbow is most commonly seen when sunlight illuminates raindrops and is observed in the direction opposite the sun. The colored arcs of the rainbow are caused by the sun's rays bending as they pass through the raindrops. With enough water droplets in the sky, we may even see secondary and even tertiary rainbows. Somewhere over the rainbow, bluebirds fly, goes the well-known song from the Wizard of Oz. It tells of the magical realm beyond the rainbow, where happiness is the condition of all who live there. Although the film's heroine, Dorothy, sang about wishing upon a star to get her to this blissful land, ancient peoples believed they simply had to walk over the rainbow, as if it were a bridge. The rainbow was associated with the great golden age, that idyllic time in the far distant past when heaven and earth were in easy communication with each other and beings could use the rainbow to pass back and forth between them. In Norse mythology, this rainbow bridge was called the trembling way or the swaying road to heaven. It was the bridge between Midgard, the earth, and Asgard, the domain of the gods. The idea that the rainbow was the bridge to celestial realms was also shared by Japanese mythology, where it was called the road of the gods. In Chinese mythology and in the New World, the rainbow was called the rainbow serpent, the sky dragon, that created the union of earth and heaven. In many Native American traditions, it became the shamanic bridge, giving the shaman a path to wisdom so she could bring it back to her people. In some African and Haitian Vudan traditions, the rainbow was Aida Huido, the one who carried the mother goddess Mawu on his back so she could get down to earth and give blessings to her children. Likewise, in Greek tradition, the rainbow goddess Iris carried Hera's gifts over the rainbow to the earth below. However, much later, as the Christian era developed, the rainbow became a risky path that mortals might follow at their peril to reach the land of the fairies. One well-known rainbow in Irish folklore was the one with the pot of gold at the end of it, which was guarded by a clever leprechaun. Try as they might, mortals could never outsmart him. But originally the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow was the womb of the mother goddess, in which she brewed the true gold, the elixir of rebirth. So even in this story, the rainbow was the bridge for souls who traveled from the cauldron of regeneration back to the land of the living. 
In other mythologies, the rainbow was a garment that hid the creative mysteries of the goddess from the eyes of mortals. The seven colors of the rainbow were the seven veils of Maya, who worked behind the veils to manifest the material world. Likewise, Isis had her seven rainbow shawls, Salome her seven veils, and Inanna her seven garments, all of which concealed these goddesses' creative mysteries. For it was believed that, if seen by humans, the enormity of these mysteries would make them lose their minds. So the goddess kept her mysteries behind the rainbow veil, and thus well out of sight. Somewhere over the rainbow lie sacred wisdom and happiness. So whether you perceive the rainbow with awe, fascination, or whimsy, may it lead you to your pot of gold. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.